Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, <laughs> episode number 291 for September 11th, 2022. Oh, uh, we promise you an unforgettable episode this week. I'm Marty. <laughs> and I am tired. No, I'm Christoph, <laughs> and uh, uh, appreciate you guys listening. I know last week was... Uh, was a crazy weekend between yeah. All Out and uh, the 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 scrum uh, yeah. scrum heard around the world. Yeah, which we are definitely um, going to dig into further. Yeah, hopefully you guys checked out our um, post scrum Monday uh, holiday emergency recording that Justin called to order, uh, yeah. which is always fun when when Justin texts us out of the blue was like, "Yeah, we should record today." I was like, "Yeah, oh, dude, let's <laughs> yeah, we'll, go. We'll, we will make time for that." Uh, yeah, if you have not checked that out, that is on patreoncom roughhouse podcast, yes. uh, and we got into sort of the early details. Of the post AEW All Out 2022 Scrum, uh, some people are calling the situation Brawl Out. Some people are uh, calling the situation <laughs> the Gripe Bomb. But uh, anyway, you want to look at it? We should probably kick yeah. off with it this week. <laughs> Enjoy that soundbite while you can, folks. Uh, right? Yeah. There. Vernon Reed's right. Right? right. He's, he's standing around right now like, fuck, I'm going to lose all the royalties for <laughs> selling this to AEW. So AEW All Out was a week ago today. It's only been a week. Ladies Jesus and Christ. I feel like I've aged five years <laughs> since last you, Sunday. Me and at least eight people employed by AEW. Uh, <laughs> and Dave Meltzer. Yes. Uh, and and Alvarez. I don't know if you heard Alvarez going on on a rant, because Alvarez got called out by, by name. He sure by did. Punk. He sure um, did. Let's dig into it. The, the show itself, <laughs> yeah. All Out. Not my Oh, yeah, favorite. we didn't even do a proper uh, recap, uh, recap of the show. No, no. I, and, and I don't think we will get the time to do so this week. If, if, if opportunity allots, we'll get into it. But I will say... It was not my favorite AEW show. Uh, I will no. say since the return to live crowds, and and I say this only because if you ask me, it was like a seven out of ten as opposed to an eight or a nine or even a ten last year's All Out being easy a ten out of ten pay per view. This was probably the worst pay per view they've done since the return to live crowds. Uh, I would agree with you on that. Yeah, it's it's sitting in the bottom tier of my my uh, my ranker of AEW pay per views for sure. Yeah. It's probably up there with the full gear that we went to. Yeah, which uh, down there how, rather. How how hilariously infamous is that? That uh, we we got to be there for what? And even then, it wasn't a bad show. It just was not uh, as 
as triumphant as the rest of the AEW pay-per-view library. Uh, It was a 15-match show that that had all of the good and kind of all of the bad that is AEW in 2022. And that was further exacerbated after the show as they had their traditional press scrum. And what a difference four months makes. Because if you look at the press scrum for Double or Nothing versus mm-hmm. the press scrum on Sunday after All Out, it's still Tony Khan. It's still CM Punk. There's a world title on the table. But uh, one guy looks five years younger than the other guy. And that, that gentleman <laughs> is CM Punk. Uh, as, yeah. he, as he took the time in his press conference to uh, turn it into a festivus for the rest of us as it was time to air his grievances. No metal pole, uh-huh. but everything else is being celebrated as he uh, talked shit about uh, Scott Colton, a.k.a. Colt Cabana, uh-huh. talked shit about uh, Hangman Page, mm-hmm. barely worked an angle with the returning MJF, uh, just called him yeah. a cunt. Uh, that was really it. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah. Uh, uh, attack the EVPs. Yeah, attacked uh, all the of the Bucks EVPs. And, the, the though yeah, not Omega. by name, he just said the EVPs in general. Uh, he right. did not specifically call out Nick Jackson, Mac Jackson, or uh, Kenny Omega, but he did say that uh, the EVPs weren't qualified to even manage a target. And right. um, I'm not qualified to manage a target. <laughs> I think most people aren't. I don't know uh, how many people remember working retail. It's just gotten worse. Now you can get massive diseases at any given notice and people well, yeah, will applaud you as being a hero. Um, I would have loved to have been here saying, oh, it's a work. Oh, it's a storyline. Uh, it is clear in the days subsequent it is not, as not only did Punk motherfuck literally the second tier of management in the business, the literal people who built the company alongside Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, when we hit when uh, when he went into his locker room, he was confronted by the young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and. The circumstances around that uh, have some slight variances, but just right. to recap, let, let's let's go with what we know. The Bucks and Omega either A, just went into his locker room after mm-hmm. Punk said, and I quote, if you have a problem, come find me. Right. Yeah, that's the or, key quote there. Or the Bucks broke mm-hmm. down the door. By super kicking it, as the internet would like you to believe. <laughs> yes. I yes. highly doubt that. As comically yeah. amazing as that sounds, yeah. I really don't see those guys slapping their thighs and throwing a high no. kick to open a fucking locker room door. No. Uh, especially knowing that, uh, according to what now multiple sources are corroborating, that AEW vice president and head of legal, Megha Parka, was mm-hmm. with the Bucks and Omega at the time. Right. So let's already just kind of establish punk motherfucked management. Punk motherfucked yep. the locker room. Mm-hmm. Punk said, if you got a problem, come find me. Right. 
three members of management, along with the head of legal, went to mm-hmm. talk to him. I don't know about you, Chris, but if at my job, I motherfucked management, I motherfucked the bosses, and then the next thing I knew, management, along with the head of legal, was right. there to talk to me, I would assume I'm about to be fired. Yeah, there's uh, some disciplinary action about to be taken there. Right. Um, so it's – I mean, punk – I just, I just don't know why. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, understand it. The, it, it. It's and if you're reading, you know, the latest rumor and scuttlebutt is that this was a premeditated, uh, you know, thing that he had planned on going off on. Yeah, that, that, and, like, that was rehearsed in the Observer this week that that uh, Punk had told friends and, and allies in the locker room that the press conference after All Out would be one to watch. I mean, why is that the place, A, uh, and why do you why do you really need to say all this stuff publicly? You know, you, you're clearly not working an angle for a match with Cole Cabana, so there's clearly. no need to further bury him. Um, and, and it's not like I, anyone you know, asked him about Cole Cabana. Run that tape no. back. Punk no, yeah. brought up Cabana. Also, he never called him Cabana. I think he just called him Scott Colton. No, he just called him Scott Colton. Yeah. Uh, But from the jump, Punk says to to one of the reporters there, someone who works for Wrestling Inc., hey, are you friends with Scott Colton? Like, just immediately Mm -hmm. jumps on it. Are you friends with Scott Colton? Used to do improv with him. Used to to do these things. Meanwhile, he's like iced up and eating a muffin, which uh, is just kind of a hysterical uh image throughout all of this yeah uh, also hysterical watching tony khan's face as the entire thing goes down oh no tony khan was a meme machine uh throughout this entire ordeal yeah. um the whole the whole scrum uh he, his facial reactions are you know i have a couple saved in my phone for for future text uh messages but <laughs> yeah uh and you know so punk goes off on this rant motherfucks all these people and I know we're jumping around here, but Tony Khan just kind of sits there and takes it. You Not know, a good luck. This, no, very much no. I mean, if you're the the CEO and 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 you know you're the boss, the president of this the company you, that you founded, the boss. Um, you gotta you gotta shut that shit down, bro. Like you know, honestly, after watching uh, Punk's UFC career, Tony might be able to take him. In a shoot fight. So, I mean, depending on how many uh, white claws Tony was deep at that point. Um, it's you, But you got to shut that shit down. How do you just sit there and let that continue? I know he's your, you know, the guy on the front of the posters and the video game and the cups, all the shit that he claimed he wanted back in 2011. Yeah. Um, he has all that now. So why, why try and I, – I, I'm just trying to wrap my head around why punk did this he just nuked his entire career at this point yeah i i I don't understand it i i I don't understand it in the least it is uh an incredibly strange situation that not only would you have these issues but you just kind of go fuck it i'm 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 going to just wreak havoc i've seen some people assume because as it's turned out subsequently Punk injured himself again 
yeah. in the main event match, which he won against John Moxley. He tore his tricep. And it was a fine match. Yeah, fine match. I, I thought it was pretty damn good, considering one of yeah. the guys was coming off of a foot injury. And, and let's be honest, Punk's never been what you would call a five-star work rate guy. Right, uh, right. But he, he tore his tricep. Uh, likely knew he would be out for months, and he will be. He will be, at the very least, out for eight months, unless more to come, pin in that. Mm -hmm. Some thought maybe this is what set him off. But if if he has told people that this press scrum was going to be a show... Yeah, you're not planning on tearing your tricep in a match. No, no. I, I certainly fucking hope not. Uh, yeah, right. But for a guy who I I honestly respected, like, yeah, you hear stories of him being a curmudgeon and stories about uh, being an asshole, but, you know, uh, maybe, maybe I drank the Kool-Aid here. This was a guy who I wholeheartedly believed as like, okay, he, he's doing that punk rock thing. He's trying to, to make the place better before he left it, da-da-da-da-da. Oh, boy, did he turn into everyone he hated that night. Yeah, he fucking did. <laughs> um, ah, fuck, I had a thought, and it just left my mind. Um, Punk, it, it, this we talked about this on the, the special episode on Monday. Yeah. This brings back a lot of feelings of the end of his WWE run, yeah. as, as, we were, as we were discussing. And I, for the longest of times, was very... Um, motherfuckly of punk um, after, you know, the way he ended things and all the legal proceedings and the, you know, sure, the pop, the podcast was was crazy and all that sort of stuff. But um, and then, you know, time passed. He was out of the public eye for a while. He got beaten up in a couple of UFC fights, which I think might have humbled him a little bit, maybe, or at least I thought. Um you know, he's doing some movie roles, none of which I heard were good or that he was particularly good in them, uh, which is another thing. You know, he's not a very good actor. So, you know, the, the, his performance at the uh, at the scrum was definitely noted to be a performance. Um, and then, you know, the big return happens. The first dance or is that what they called it? The first yeah, dance. Yeah, the first dance. Yeah. Uh, you know, sold out the United Center on a rumor and it's like, OK, I, I was back on board. It's like, OK, this, you know, it's a different company, different everything. This seems like it could, you know, we could get what we wanted from, you know, Punk's main event run in WWE, but in right. AEW with better performers and everything else. And then, you know. Uh, I was converted and I was, uh, I was like, okay, cool, let's go. And he's had some really good feuds, like, you know, the stuff with, um, Eddie Kingston and the stuff with MJF, you know, there's been good stuff to happen here, but then he just goes and CM punks himself again. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And and it's it's funny also, like you look back at his feud. I mean, people were sharing clips all week of this sort of stuff, but you go back to his feud with Eddie Kingston, even go back to his feuds in WWE with, uh, John Cena and Triple H, uh, mm-hmm. the, the MJF feud, which undoubtedly we were supposed to get another round of, uh, mm-hmm. as he ended up being the Joker in the the ladder match and and revealed himself to the world at the end of the night. Uh, there were a lot of people talking about how Punk is two faced and how you know he he wants the world but only for himself. And how, you know, he he speaks of one thing, but very much does another. And yeah, 
I'm sorry. We saw it in real time on Sunday. And it was yeah. not a good look. And for anybody involved. I don't blame the Bucks and Omega for going to talk to him. I don't think. I'd have been hot too, yeah. I don't think the intent, by the way, was, well, we're going to scrap. We're we're throwing Shh, down. No. I, I feel like that was going to be, especially with the head of legal there, what yeah. the fuck was that? What the fuck are we doing here? And where the fuck do we go from here? Right, right. Instead, it turned into a brawl. Right. And I want to imagine, uh, just for comedy's sake, that Punk, you know, was, uh, you know, in the shower in his locker room and he goes full Vigo and Eastern Promises and is just scrapping with the Bucks while his dick's slinging all around. Uh, that's just kind of for comedy's sake where my head goes here. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that says about me, but, you know, there it is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was there was um, a chair thrown apparently by Ace Steel to Nick Jackson, which knocked him out. Yeah. Kenny Omega, the hero of the whole story, grabs Lair the dog and runs out but is yeah. bit by a steel yeah 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 because uh, uh you know uh omega tried to stop punk from going after matt jackson mm-hmm. uh a steel thought the hold was going to be a cross face which i don't know what that okay. even means to, to anything but it's just kind of a note that uh you know he he thought omega was was going to be shooting on his pal so he pulls mm-hmm. Omega's hair and bites Omega. Do we and know where he got bit? No, no, that, that part has not come out. But uh, a, a number of individuals sought to break it up. Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa, uh, Pat Buck, and uh, Christopher Daniels. Chris Daniels, of Daniels, course, yeah. the, the VP of Talent Relations. And Pat Buck, who just got upgraded from a producer to, like, head of creative or something like that. Uh, everyone got suspended. Sports Illustrated reported it on Tuesday. Everyone suspended. Punk, yeah, Ace Steel, Kenny Omega, both Young Bucks, even Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa, uh, Chris Daniels, and Pat Buck. And and I get it. The idea is just like you got to get everyone out. You gotta. You, you gotta. Well, I mean. Yes, I, I understand that. But also, if the guys are in there trying to break up a fight, how, you know, they're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I, 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 I don't think it. I've been trying to I was trying to stop this shit. I think it's twofold. It's it, it's the idea of you're supposed to be leadership and you failed at doing so. And that goes for Omega, the box and especially Daniels and, and, and Pat Buck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also because it sounds like. One, there's a third party investigation of this going on because surprise, surprise, Tony Khan runs his business like a fucking business and is having third party HR people get involved. But two, I would imagine it's like a private investigator with like a a, a brown trench coat, just like <laughs> taking taking note, taking a yeah, notes walking around with a magnifying glass, Columbo in, style, in, in yeah, the yeah, now yeah, arena. Yeah. Right. It's actually our truth as Sherlock Holmes who's doing it. That's the, that's the third part. I also wonder if Mark Sterling is, is the legal person involved. Uh, but the he's not actually a lawyer, though, is he? He is. He like he, he legit has a law degree. Really? Yeah. I yeah. thought that was just a gimmick. No, I believe so he's, he le- he's an attorney, I but be- he runs a wrestling figure podcast and is a wrestling performer dude needed a shoot job before he actually got fame you know okay i mean mean, yeah but really yeah 
She was, oh, damn, people she was really working, fucking like wrestling. Yeah, she was working indie <laughs> dates in between finishing up law school. You can do you can do pretty well as an attorney. I know. It's, <laughs> it's not smart. It's not smart at all. It's pretty silly. He but is okay, not fair smart, enough, Mark Sterling. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, yeah, sorry. So all, all of this has happened. Uh, FTR and, and Hangman Page, the three people he would also assume would be involved in this, were not in the building. They'd already gone home at this point. Smartest thing Good for, for them. all three of them. Good for them. Uh, especially Hangman Adam Page. Uh, Page in particular got motherfucked by, by <clears throat> Punk because uh, Page by made name. some uh, – Yeah, by name because Page made some comments, not just in their build, which again, sit back and watch the build for – Kingston and Punk and build for Page yeah. and Punk and it feels like the same fucking idea uh, but also uh, because Page made some comments uh, he was at GalaxyCon in, in Richmond, Virginia there were some mm-hmm. comments uh, from a Q&A he did that got circulated and it was like you know is there anyone who you really take advice from backstage and his response was you know not really I'm just trying to figure out my own thing which Punk took as an insult to the veterans backstage, which again is the same shit that he would talk about that there are all these yeah. veterans who demand you respect them. Yeah, I mean, it, is that the smartest way to, you know, progress in the business? Probably not, but, no. you know, it's also the dude's choice, you know? Yeah. People, you don't have to take advice. You know, you say, no, I'm good, thanks, and that's, that's fine, but it, it's this whole, you know, this whole thing of... Um, the locker room code of conduct of, of unspoken, you know, rules for years and years and all this sort of bullshit. And yeah. it's, you know, this is what AEW was not supposed to have. And yes. then, you know, Punk brings this shit in and brings it up. I mean, even Regal, I think at one point said, yeah, you know, uh, I, why would you not take advice from somebody like me? who has been doing it for, you know, 40 years and stuff like that. But, you know, that's your own choice. You know, exactly. That's, and, and, and that's and fine. The, the thing that's worth underlining and, and Dave Meltzer went into the same line of thought, both in this week's Observer, but also on Wrestling Observer Radio as they were doing coverage. You have Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page. Uh, among others, who were the nucleus mm-hmm. around which AEW was built. This number right. two company was built and has been successful around the way they have done things. Right. And they spent their entire career being told the matches you work are wrong, the gimmicks you have are incorrect, the way that you handle yourself is bad, and you'll never amount to anything in this business. Yeah. And all they've done over the past, let's call it easy 10 years, is prove all of those naysayers wrong. So imagine when in your locker room you have a guy who, A, ran his own way, B, was told by the higher-ups, you couldn't do this, and then C, wants to come to you and say, hey, kids, you don't know shit, you'll never amount to anything unless, unless you listen to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a fair point. It's a natural conflict. But sure. again, it, it it is this cult hero turning into everything he doesn't want to be. It is uh, – you, you, you die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. There are count- – funny, of course, he is CM Punk. There are countless people from the classic 80s, 90s punk rock days who, when you look at who they are in 2022, there are a lot of parallels. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah. 
I digress on that. So everyone got suspended. According to Sports Illustrated, there is a high consideration, if not likelihood, that both Ace Steel and even CM Punk, yes, the man who drew a million-dollar gate, I could rant on that, but I will digress, uh, and uh, that they may be let go, which I feel like is, at this point, yeah, the resolve you need to have. Yeah, you need to take a firm stance, like even more than suspensions. Like, you know, you have to – Tony – and this is on Tony. You have to set the precedent that if you're going to fuck off uh, or fuck around and do stupid shit like this, you can then subsequently fuck off because we're not putting up with it. You have to put the foot down, man. You have to be – you have to be the boss and not just everybody's buddy, you know, that you're fantasy booking your promotion with, you know. You have to be the fucking boss. Yeah, it, you know his dad didn't become a billionaire by you know pounding around friend. and letting people be insubordinate and you know motherfucking you know <laughs> could could you imagine if like uh, Shad Khan you know was yeah. doing some kind of press conference and you know one of his main you know uh, vice presidents is just starts motherfucking all of management in front of everybody yeah. he would not put up with that shit. You don't see the front front management. You don't see the top stars for the Jaguars or Fulham go in front of the press in the locker room right. and just be like, you know, the uh, my strikers are shit or, you know, special yeah, yeah, teams yeah. are a bunch of shitheads or, or what was what, uh, empty-headed dumb fucks, I think was the, yeah, the term like that, that punk used. Uh, you, yeah. you don't see that. Like, yeah, motherfuck them in private. Motherfuck sure. them to their face in private. But, like, yeah. give the artifice that things are working, man. Like, no one... Uh, you know, the 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 turn of phrase that was going around a lot, especially from the punk defenders, was, you know, it's it's not show friends, it's show business. Yeah, I get it. But you have to be able to do business. This is yeah. not doing business. This is not anything like I thought All Out was an OK show. If it weren't for the show they had Wednesday, I felt fucking terrible about the future of AEW. Yeah, yeah. The show Wednesday was really good. Yeah, uh, and 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 we will absolutely get there. Uh, but Wednesday comes one. What I thought was interesting is uh, Jericho and John Moxley were not planned. Uh, were not set to be on the show. They were not in the plans for the show. They mm-hmm. decided to stay in town and, and continue to do the loop with the roster. Uh, also, Wednesday prior to the show, there was a pre-show meeting. Uh, run by, of all people, John Moxley, Chris Jericho, and Brian Danielson. Uh, the details of which really haven't gotten out, but uh, according to the reports that were out there, Fightful were was sharing some details. Basically, it's the best the roster has felt in a long time. Having these three talents, not only who have done pretty much everything in the business, in the, in the sense yeah. of Chris Jericho, but in the case of Moxley and Danielson, paved the road for what those guys are doing now. And I know a lot of people like to say, well, they're all ex-WWE guys. This, to me, was probably the strongest indication that all three, though they might have worked for WWE, they're bleeding AEW at this point, uh, in some cases even literally. Yeah, well, you know, you put Mox on screen for five minutes and he's going to he's going to show color. Uh, Yeah, this is definitely the trio that I would want to have like 
I mean, I don't know if it's a, a come to Jesus moment because the troublemakers weren't there, but it's more of a, hey, guys, look, we're going to get rid of the, the, the riffraff. We're going to correct course. And, you know, we believe in what we're doing. We believe in you guys, you know, sort of a rallying of the troops sort of situation to, to quell um, any kind of anxieties that these that everybody else might have had. Um, because, you know, just like you said, the pedigrees, no pun intended, of those three men definitely uh, precede them and are definitely they're definitely qualified to be the actual locker room leaders. You know, uh, you know, if Mox wants to give you pointers on a match and you say no, thanks. Be like, all right, cool. You know, you see, that's that kind of guy he seems like, you know, yeah, he's not going to get all pissed off and take yeah. umbrage. With he, he, he's, he's probably one of those dudes like, hey, you're on your journey, man. I get it. Like, he's just going to. Yeah. He's just yeah, going to more let than anybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's. He's had some ups and downs. Right. Uh, but but let's look at it this way. Punk's out for eight months no matter what. Yeah. And I shudder to think of if the, the press scrum was a standard press scrum and nobody fought anybody, what the fuck they would have done on Wednesday. Because you had Punk right, yeah. win the title in May, break his foot the dynamite after, then yeah. go By out. By doing a stupid for, stage dive. Yeah. Then go out for three months. Yeah. And then he comes back in his first match back, injures himself to where he will be out for eight more months. Right. And even the the um, backstage altercation aside, yeah. if I'm Tony Khan, I'm like, fuck, man, I've strapped this guy up twice and both yeah. times he's gotten injured. Like, why? Why? You know, maybe maybe it's time to cut bait just in yeah. terms of the glass jaw of CM Punk, you know, regardless of what happened at the scrum and a fight and all these sorts of things. Like, I'm like, oh, God, this guy's frail. Belief in a go. higher power or not. That's a goddamn sign to me. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> that is the yeah. universe telling you. Yeah. Don't make this guy your world champion. And he didn't. He didn't need to be. We. I. I feel like I said that back when we were on the yeah. road to Double or Nothing. He didn't need the belt. He, he no. still doesn't need the belt. Like the, it's true. The, the having a match with CM Punk is an attraction at this point. Well, I guess was up until Sunday. Was yeah. was an attraction on par with a world title match. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was of that level where it was, it was like an Undertaker thing. Yeah, like once the Undertaker reached a certain point, he didn't need titles. He was just the Undertaker match sells itself, and exactly. obviously it kills me to say these sorts of things, but you know it is yeah. what it is. But it's it, it's it's still true. It it, it is it is still yeah. uh, a valid point that that that's the way it was, and that's the way it works in those situations. But uh, yeah, For, yeah. yeah I, I can't imagine what they would would have done. Uh, however, what they decided to do, well, they would have built a MJF and Punk most likely. But yeah. Other than that, uh, it, but you know, do they wait eight months to pull that trigger? I don't know. Well, I thought you meant had he not been injured. You just oh meant no, had no I'm saying had, had he been injured but not ah, motherfucked gotcha. the, the roster. Gotcha. You know, um, I mean, if he hadn't been injured, yeah, clearly it was going to be MJF Punk and probably MJF winning the belt from Punk. Um, I was going to say, you could do a quick squash without, you know, it happened yeah. once already a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. why not fucking <laughs> yeah, run that, it back well, that and said, put if you MJF over big. His drawing ability, that, that would be the way to do it, which now oh. in retrospect, mm. maybe you should work on Wednesday. Maybe that, yeah, right. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> that should have been the plan. Anyway, uh, some other news and notes. Bef- we will do a full Dynamite uh, recap um, because it, yeah. it was a hell of a show. Uh, 
we had uh, another sort of surprise release from AEW as Malachi Black has taken a conditional release from AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about it on uh, the the emergency pod on Monday, uh, but at the live show after the House of Black loss to Darby Allen, Miro, and Sting, uh, to the live crowd, Malachi blew him a kiss and bowed. We didn't know much yeah. else. Uh, according to details from Fightful, he's been given a quote unquote, highly conditional release. I assume that means yeah. he can leave AEW, but he probably can't go to anywhere else in wrestling without AEW getting first pick, which makes me feel yeah. like, you know, we've heard about uh, a back injury. Uh, uh, Tommy end was on his own Tumblr writing some kind of cryptic things. I'm not sure if it's a, a family. Wait, Tommy End uses Tumblr. Yeah, he uses Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, shock of shocks. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if it's got his friendster password. Is that what it was? <laughs> I don't know if it's a, a a family emergency or a mental health issue or some combination yeah. therein. But it sounds like uh, he he's got some stuff to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I I certainly feel like a. Uh, I, I wish him the best, but B, I, I hope he can get through it because selfishly, I I love the guy as a performer, and and I'd love to yeah. see him with House of Black, House of Black, who, uh, House coinc- of Black. who coincidentally were in the all out promo or not all out, sorry, full gear promo without Malachi. They they just showed Buddy Brody and oh, wow. uh, Julia Hart, so I, I guess they may remain a duo even without Malachi in the mix. Um. Mixed trios. Let's go. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Let's go for it. Also, uh, just uh, injury update on the AEW side. Chris Statlander had her knee surgery this week. So uh, mm-hmm. just add six months to now, and that, that'll give us an idea of when she'll be back. Um, yeah. Before we dig into our full breakdown of uh, all things uh, AEW this week, let's very, very quickly hit on the worldwide leader. The World Wrestling Federation. Over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. So Clash at the Castle absolutely rolled. We talked about it again in the emergency pod uh, and also on last week's episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Seamus, uh, Gunther, Valter match uh, got itself yeah. a full five stars. And it looks like that feud will be continuing uh, as on SmackDown on Friday, uh, the Imperium trio went against uh, the the trio of Sheamus, uh, Ridge Holland, and Butch, and uh, they had actually kind of a banger of an opener on that show. So, uh, you know, we're going to be seeing okay. more of that, which is pretty cool. Uh, also, uh, NXT Worlds Collide happened on Sunday afternoon. Uh, pretty dud- right? Did I did I see correctly that Mandy Rose beat Mako Satamora? Uh, yes, beat Mako Satamora and. Uh, Blair Davenport, the former B Priestley. So uh, Mandy Rose. Oh, it was is a now, triple threat match. That's yes. right. She's now the unified women's champion. Um, pretty deadly okay. are the unified tag team champions. So no more NXT UK mm-hmm. tag belt. Uh, and Braun Breaker defeated Tyler Bate, Shock of Shocks, to become right. unified champion in that regard. Uh, the match that everyone was talking about, though, kicked off the show. Uh, as that was for the North American Championship, it was Carmelo Hayes defending against Ricochet. Flippy Ricky uh, found himself in the Performance Center once again, and uh, they actually had kind of a banger of a match. If, if there's anything I, okay. I would tell anyone to check out, it's that. Uh, some really, really interesting uh, athletics in, in this match, uh, and it was nice yeah. to see 
Ricochet kind of performing at uh, top tier once again. But uh, at the same time, based on Raw and SmackDown this week, the shine's coming off a little bit, Chris. Yeah, we, we had we had the 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 Triple H Halo for a few weeks, mm-hmm. and then this week on Raw, we found ourselves with the return of Ron Strowman. I mean, all right. Look, it's not getting me to tune in. I'm sure there's a handful of people who bought a Braun Strowman shirt at one point. Like, oh, cool. He's back. Yeah. Right. He, he uh, um, came back uh, 14 months after being released. Um, didn't he eat shit trying to do his uh, charge and or like running around the ring thing as well? A little bit. Uh, there was a four-way match to, to crown the number one contenders to the undisputed tag team titles. Braun came out and beat up all eight guys. There seemed to be a miscommunication uh, between him and Chad Gable uh, as, as Chad was supposed to take that, that Braun express clothesline on the outside. And he kind of mm-hmm. like ducked it. So I don't know what was oh. going on there. Um, but, but yeah, he, he ended up sliding, eating shit a little bit and coming back around and hitting him anyway. Uh, <laughs> but they announced that he would be on uh, SmackDown and he was on SmackDown on Friday looks like he's being set up as, as kind of a face over there. Um, but yeah, uh, his, his narrative has been controlled, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him, I guess. Yeah. That's whatever. That's about what I've got. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of people were just kind of like, Oh, I, 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 I guess that's a thing. He did power bomb Otis, which looked impressive, but, uh, <sighs> um, and in case you're wondering cool. how did, how did they follow up? On Drew McIntyre losing in his big uh, undisputed title opportunity on uh, Saturday in Wales. Well, on Friday on SmackDown, he uh, ended up going Lost against again. the. Well, no, he he won a match via DQ. Oh. Uh, it was okay. him against Sola Sokoa in the main event of SmackDown. When who should come out and interfere but Karrion Cross? And Karrion Cross ends up uh, locking. Uh, uh, McIntyre in the cross jacket, but guess what? Cross has himself a new gimmick, Chris. Oh, he boy. comes out now. What is it? Is a watchmaker? No, no. Although that would that might be an improvement here. Uh, Quasimodo. When he comes out, everything is in black and white. Okay. Yes. Because he's like uh, uh, spooky. Movie monster or some shit. Okay. All right. I mean, he strikes me. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Uh, (laughs) 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 I'll just bite my tongue on that. Yeah, probably a good idea. Anyway. New Japan Pro Wrestling this week had crowd reactions. Yay! Praise Allah! It finally happened. The really? You're going to say that on 9-11? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> ah, well. That's ah, right. well. Win some, lose some. He's uh, got for half the, half the world's population. Yeah. Uh, 
yes, the, the, the crowds at Kurikin Hall this week could cheer. Uh, this caused Hiroshi Tanahashi to cry. And a big surprise there. Um, I thought it was Naito. Uh, I mean, Naito cried too, but but Tana like oh, okay. broke down. Uh, <laughs> well, of course, Tana cried. I mean, that's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's not. It's not pretty. It, it's not tranquilo to cry, bro. You know, that's a fair point. And and also, I thought it was interesting. The first guy they had out was uh, uh, Hiromu Takahashi to uh, type up the crowd. So I thought, oh hell yeah, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is most notable, and uh, the reason why I, I'm digging into this as a segment, is. I would like to apologize to Gato. And I think maybe we all should apologize to Gato. Okay. Because the evil-led Bullet Club spinoff of House of Torture was one of the most overacts on the entire show. What? <laughs> yes. How? Why? People really like booing them. Okay. I mean, Japan's weird. Not you know, X Pac like these motherfuckers. Like it, 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 it it's working. Alright. And I'm I'm wrong. And I'm sorry. I mean it's not working for either of us. No. Uh, no but, but you know but it's it, I guess it's doing business. So okay. I would like to formally say to Gato. I know he's listening. My bad. Yeah. Come on, Rainmaker. Also, it was announced that the World Tag League and Super Junior Tag League Tour will be combined this year. So a whole bunch of tags. Uh, It's going to begin uh, in Tokyo on November 21st and end in Miyagi on December 14th. Uh, No indication of what teams uh, will be a part of it, but uh, the current IWGP Tag Team Champions are FTR. And uh, TJP and Francisco Akira of the United Empire are the junior tag team champions. So perhaps those are two of the teams we're going to see in these tournaments. At the uh, at the finals, are they going to wax on and wax off? How dare you no sell me, you son of a bitch. AEW Dynamite kicked off on Wednesday and a lot of people... Come on. I, I got Go it. I got Go ahead. It. Is Cobra Kai good, by the way? I haven't watched it. I don't know. I haven't seen an episode. I've never watched a single episode. Okay. Uh, yeah. AEW Dynamite opened up with uh, Excalibur greeting the fine folks at home, recapping the return of MJF. And much like the intro, somebody was missing, and that person was CM Punk. Uh, also, yeah. Megan, the Bucks were not in the intro. Uh, and then we got but, uh, a- Tony Storm with her new title was added to it. Yes, indeed. Uh, but we got a uh, a video package from Tony Khan, uh, to which the Buffalo crowd resoundedly booed him. They did. Yeah, yeah. they should have muted the crowd noise. <laughs> yes. There's no reason to have crowd noise during that, but, yeah. you know, uh, very clearly reading from a, from a prompter or a big SNL cue card uh, yeah. was Tony Khan, but you know, for a prepared statement like that, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to um, uh, uh, improv that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so it was uh, explained that the AEW World Championship and AEW World Trios Championships were being vacated. They did not say why. They didn't even mention mm-hmm. who the former champions were. And nope. I would like to underline again to the idiots. On the internet, who were like, what? Why can't they explain what happened? It's under investigation, you dipshits. And probably at least one heavily tattooed member of the entire thing 
is considering suing everyone else because he seems to do that even to friends. Yeah. So it was announced that the previously uh, planned uh, trios match between the best friends of Chuck Taylor, Trent, and Orange Cassidy against the Death Triangle trio of Penta, Phoenix, and uh, Pack, they would be not just squaring off on Dynamite, but it would be to determine the new AEW World Trios Championships. Yes. Uh, and it was also announced that we would have the Grand Slam Tournament of Champions, a six-man tournament culminating at Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe Stadium in just a few weeks. Uh, we were going to have two openers uh, one was going to be Hangman Adam Page, former AEW World Champion, former AEW Tag Team Champion, uh, going mm-hmm. against Brian Danielson, who is a multi-time World Champion. Uh, and also mm-hmm. we're going to have Sammy Guevara going against uh, Darby Allen. That would be on Rampage this week. Former Two former TNT, TNT champions. champions. Yes, indeed. Uh, and then uh, the winner of Hangman versus Jericho, or sorry, Hangman versus Danielson would go against Chris Jericho. Uh, getting uh, Jericho getting a buy there, being the first AEW world champion and a multi-time world champion. And the winner of Sammy Guevara and uh, Darby Allen would be going against um, John Moxley, who is getting a Moxley. buy, who has held yeah. the world title uh, multiple times at this point, yeah. uh, including yeah. uh, a time as SmackDown world champion. And then, of course, the winners colliding at uh, Grand Slam. Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah. Which felt like, okay, you got all champions in there. Really, the only person who I could think of as a pretty massive whiff and a a pretty big miss in in that group uh, called it out on a promo on Friday, and that was Miro. God damn what I have loved to see Miro in the mix there. But in that moment, it was like, okay, you're giving me uh, a match that I loved earlier this year between Hangman and Danielson. You're giving me one of the better generational battles of Sammy and Darby Allen, and mm-hmm. yeah, okay, give Jericho and Mox a buy. I, I totally understand it. So, um, I was I was very hyped. I was very excited for this. And uh, as soon as that ended, MJF made his way to the ring and got a massive pop from sure the did. Buffalo crowd. And he decided for at least the first oh two thirds of this segment, he was going to play. Big time babyface, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he did a great job. I actually have kind of missed the twenty minute Maxwell Jacob Friedman promo, uh, is what I've realized while really? watching this. Yeah, I wow, bold statement. Once he did his heelish bit, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm going to go to WWE, and I'm going to talk to Papa H, and I'm going to talk to my favorite yeah. con in wrestling, Nick Con." I was like. Eh. Okay. I was going to say, I, I, yeah, it definitely got a little shooty, which I know you had to have rolled your eyes at. Yeah, yeah, because it's not like, okay, here's a wink and a nod. Like, this was like... Overt. Yes, I'm being hit with a Zamboni of references right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. That's but, true. Uh, uh, but yeah, the, the baby face, uh, uh, baby face portion baby of that face. Was, was fun, playing up to the, the Buffalo crowd and... Um, you know they were they were behind him like the the pop was big and they were they were into it and then uh out comes uh mox yeah john moxley making his way out to the ring 
and, and just uh, kind of he kind of punked MJF though a little bit, like, yeah, yeah. You know, first I mean MJF not realizing that you have to undo the uh, the cuff buttons to take a shirt off was kind of <laughs> tragically yeah. hilarious. Yeah, with a nice little wristband there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but I mean, M- uh, Mox definitely made MJF look like a little bitch, uh, a little bit, yeah. which I guess is the intent. Because I mean, I, you know, if, if I'm looking at the bracket of that tournament, definitely seems like it's just going to go right back to Mox, and I'm a million percent okay with that. I would do definitely do not want to see Jericho with it again. Uh, uh, I I don't think that's do what's going to happen, Brian? but 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 we you will think talk it's going to be Brian. I, I do okay, think it's right, going to be Danielson, anyway. but but we will get okay. there. Um, all right. But Mox goes ahead, and you know, yes, he punked. Uh, he he punked uh, MJF out, and, and MJF you know left saying that uh, you know he he w- wasn't going to face him at that time. Blah blah blah. He's got this you know poker chip now, which means he can cash in yeah. at any time. Which might be how Grand Slam goes off the air, by the way. Um, ah, but uh, Mox cut this great promo, and it was very much sort of the the fire in the belly that not just the audience at home, but I think the locker room needed, saying yeah. that uh, you know, the, the AEW world title represented passion and, and love for pro wrestling. It represented taking the dark side of the business and letting it die. Uh, he said it represented slaying demons and, and everything he loved about business. He said, uh, you know, he has another shot at the game-winning goal he said everyone in the tournament's great. He talked about them individually, but he's the ace. He wants the ball, and now it's time to be a legend. To which I say, fuck yeah. Like, Hell yeah, that brother. was that was a, an incredible promo. Now, knowing that he was supposed to go on vacation, and as he even pointed out, up to a few nights ago. Uh, yeah. Which I thought was a... See, that that's the type of fourth wall breaking I like, where it's just right. sort of... We all know this is fucking happening, right? Um, yeah. I would love to see him win it, especially after that promo. But I, I think that was more about let's rally, rally the troops backstage. Let's rally the troops in the arena. Let's rally the troops watching mm-hmm. at home. Like, yeah, AEW is bigger than this. And right. it's what we need. I mean, even, even Shivani, uh, and I don't know that he knew his mic was on just you hear him just kind of mutter yeah. himself. this is great this is great <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it was it was the shot in the arm the show needed and i'm gonna go ahead and say this was probably the best episode of dynamite in ages for as good of dynamites as we've had front to back top to bottom segment to segment this was just all killer no filler for me it wasn't only like three matches though three, uh, or maybe was there four was there a fourth one I'm missing? Let's see. The main, the the, the trios match and the um, uh, Tony Storm. Uh, oh, uh, Hangman, match. Hangman uh, match. Danielson. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, four so matches. Four matches. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And that took. It was, three- a, it was like it was a good balance of wrestling to you know story setting. Yeah. You know everything flowed. It wasn't it wasn't the thing that we complain about so much of ten pounds of shit in a eight pound bag yeah. sort of situation. You know. Yeah. Things things happened, but things breathed, and m- more things happened. It was a, a lot happened, but it wasn't like at that frenetic pace that I, sometimes bothers me about AEW. Yeah, and it started off hot in the ring as it was the best <laughs> friends. Uh, against Death Triangle for the trios championships, mm. and mm. Mm. go mm. ahead, Chris. I'll let you say it out loud. Mm. 
This is 100% my shit, baby. New trios champions. Death Triangle. Fucking finally. Yeah. The boys win the big one, man. This yeah. this was this was great. This was, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, my uh, my preferences uh, are, are well known here in the realm of Death Triangle. Yeah. But the match itself was a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody got to do all their shit. Everybody got their shit in. You had a great opening comedy bit with uh, with Penta and OC. Uh, well, the, at first it was it was Orange Cassidy and Pac, and Pac was like, "Fuck this, I'm not wrestling this clown." <laughs> and he tags in Penta, and Penta does his shit. Um, you know, everybody was super over. Everybody was great. Uh, I, I love, love, love everything about this. And there was no Julia Hart spinning black mist in anybody's face. So that <laughs> immediately takes it up yes. another star rating for me. Uh, but yeah, Death Triangle, new trios champs. Uh, we got a mm. little bit more of the build of, of the OC uh, pack feud that is uh, yeah. apparently coming down the line. But goddamn, the best friends once again, in a time of need, strapping the company to their backs and doing right. something awesome. Uh, yeah. th- whatever they're getting paid. Well, l- let's put it this way. If they fire punk, there's yeah. going to be a lot more money in the budget. And I would like yeah. to recommend that those three gentlemen, Trent, Chuck and OC get themselves a nice little raise. Yeah. Because or at least a bonus. God damn. They've earned it. So awesome no stuff. And uh, shout out to pack for being the first, AEW double champion. Yeah. Or as he put it on his Twitter, first AEW double champion, you shits. Which, <laughs> you know, shout out back on that one. Uh, he's so great. I love them so much. He's so good. Uh, we had Tony Storm go against Penelope Ford. If Penelope Ford were to win, she would get a future AEW Women's World title shot. She did not win. And this was yeah. uh, a damn fine match. I've missed Penelope it was. Ford. Uh, she's really talented and, and she knows what she's yeah. doing. Uh, not a, not a good week for the, uh, uh, Sabian Ford household. No, uh, no, no, no. They, they, they lost pretty strongly. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, storm, uh, hits the DDT for the finish. Uh, and it was, a, uh, did the, the, was there some kind of miscommunication on that finish there? Cause it looked it, a little it wonky. Didn't look, uh, it didn't look amazing. Um, yeah, well, that, that ended up being the finish. And then, uh, we got a, uh, promo from action Bronson, right? who fucking could talk. Yeah. Uh, and it, it looks like we're getting uh hook and Bronson against 2.0 at, uh, at, at grand slam. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Yes. Yes. That reminds me 2.0 2.0. Is yeah, they're, I was just they're on the say. a show yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, which I, I believe RJ city described as egregiously Canadian. So I'm very much <laughs> looking forward to watching that. Uh, then the acclaim came out to a massive pop. Oh boy. And you could tell caster was ready for something, oh, yeah. but they, they knew what they were doing because as soon as caster starts to get to do his rap, here's swerves music. And I like this idea that swerves an absolute bastard and Keith Lee just isn't a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Keith Lee's like, you know, he's going to do what he's going to do, but yeah. when we get together, we're going to go out there and win. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. got it, Keith. Keith Lee enjoying some of the, the, uh, Eddie Kingston approved AEW catering pie, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah most likely. <laughs> but, uh, Swerve uh, said, you know, you come out here with your joke raps. If you want to know a real joke, here we go. 
the acclaimed winning the AEW World Tag Team titles. <laughs> Boy, brutal. Swerve Absolutely is just brutal. absolute money, man. He is so hey, good. He is. He's he stupid is. good. But uh, Billy Gunn jumps in, cuts a promo, says uh, it's not your house. It's the Acclaimed's house. And the Acclaimed are going to take the gold in New York City. I think they might. And I uh, think they definitely will. Yeah. yeah. How crazy is it that William Gunn, uh, twice now in his career, yes. has gotten over with sexual related catchphrases? You know what? <laughs> Here, here, here's to you, Kip. Solid. You know, you know. I prefer um, to call him William Gunn. Uh, Chris, Kip Sop. <laughs> Chris Jericho was backstage with Tony Schiavone, talking about how uh, he'd found the Fountain of Youth and he was drinking it in. Man, mm-hmm. uh, he said he beat. Is, is that when he ran through all of his uh, former gimmicks, or was that on yeah. the scrum? Uh, that was on the scrum. Was on the scrum, um, okay. But he said he uh, beat Danielson all out, so he's the the best wrestler of all time, the greatest sports entertainer ever, the BSE GSE. Yes, yeah, uh, sorry, BW BWT uh, GSE. Yeah, um, I hate it. Said AEW was his company. AEW was his company, his locker room, and no one was ever taking it away from him. Well, see, wink, I wonder what he's talking wink, about. Wink, yeah. wink. <laughs> and uh, he, he did point out that Garcia was running alone this evening. Mm-hmm. Then we had Wardlow murder Tony Nice. There's another match that happened. Oh, yeah. Got it. Forgot uh, that. Okay. Five War- matches. Wardlow pretty retained uh, the TNT championship. And then Wardlow <laughs> cuts a promo talking right to the internet saying, my momentum isn't gone. Now, I just want to point out that the exact quote that started this was Wardlow saying, you know, after MJF, my momentum went away. So <laughs> Wardlow well, talking shit to Wardlow on Wednesday. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. He's a, a lot of muscle, not a lot of brain. It's okay. Handsome fellow, but man, yeah. it's a little, uh, you know, smidged. Maybe needs some of that, uh, that brain feed stuff that makes smart people go. Uh, <laughs> we had a hype video recapping the feud between Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. Darby's promo in this was hot fucking fire. Mm, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. was fired up. He was just like. I don't like this dude. I've never liked this dude. I'm gonna beat the shit out of this dude, and fuck it, I'm gonna become a world champion. Like it was, it was perfect. Yeah. It, it, I'm not bringing Sting. You don't bring your douchebags. Let's do yeah. this, fucker. Yeah, uh, I, I want more of that, Darby. I don't need artsy film student Darby. I yeah, need Darby to be like, fuck you. This sucks. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go do some stupid shit yeah. in the ring. Full, together. full Scott Pilgrim when he's about to go fight uh, Gideon Graves at the end of the yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> i've got beef let's fight yeah this place sucks yeah <laughs> everything so then we had about brian danielson versus hangman page this is gonna surprise the world it was really fucking good <laughs> it was a very 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 good match was there two commercial breaks in this match there so were two commercial breaks in this match um they i i bit on so many of the falls because I yeah. could have seen well at this point because you could have seen either one of them progressing in the tournament. Right, right. Uh, also, just uh, wanted to point out Regal uh, continuing his weekly sexual harassment of Excalibur is getting funnier <laughs> and funnier. It is, it is. I'm wondering when HR is going to get involved. <laughs> They're a little busy right now, but I think after uh, well, that gets settled, you know, yeah, they'll, they'll take care as, of it. As great as as great as what Regal says is, Taz's reaction to it might be just a little bit better. He's like, "You guys are fucking weird." <laughs> Uh, remind me, did 
to to bring up something. Did you watch Rampage this week? I have not had a chance. No, it's been busy. There is a commentary line we need to talk about. We'll, we'll get there okay. in just a moment. All right, all right. Uh, but yeah, uh, Danielson ducks the buckshot. Uh, buckshot hits an O'Connor roll with a bridge, gets the win. Awesome shit. Danielson making a nice long stare at that world title. I mean, you could go with worse choices. I'll tell you that much. Sure. Um, Jungle Boy cut a promo saying he was fired from done with Christian Cage, but Christian Cage is injured, needs surgery. When he gets back, we're going to have this. He also tore his tricep, which means he's going to be gone a while. Yeah. Although I will say, I mean, this was a much better promo from Jungle Boy. Yes. So yeah. there's that. I, I'd imagine he'll fight Luchasaurus at some point uh, soon um, and maybe get his ass kicked. I don't know. <laughs> how, do you, how do you beat that? How, do you, how does that work? Great point. Uh, Stokely Hathaway came out with his crew who don't have a name and also don't seem to be directly related to MJF. So maybe MJF hired them. Anyway, Stokely now claims he's the king of the ladder matches, which I think is great. Hysterical. Uh, but a wink, wink stagehand told them that they didn't, that he uh, was running short on time. So yeah. Stokely freaks out and uh, his crew decide to beat the shit out of said stagehand. Um <sighs> I will say this, Lee Moriarty with green hair is an awesome heel look. I, I think yeah. he, he looked dope as hell there. Uh, and also, the gun club actually looked like formidable shitheads in that little moment. So well, they've always been shitheads, but yeah, they actually look like they could actually be somebody up for once. Uh, and yeah, I mean, if this is what you're going to do with W. Morrissey, that's a lot better than having him in a solo program yeah. for something. So I'll allow it. Then our main event was for the Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling Championship. Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta, who, hey, they're main eventing against each other. What what a right? world we're in. And uh, they had a match that was as good. At, uh, the match was as good as Daniel Garcia's entrance was terrible. Uh, oh, my God. That was West Side Gun. Buffalo-embarrassing. Wrapped the entrance, and it was... Ooh. Not what I would call a quality performance. No, dude had no flow. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty bad. Like between that and Daniel Bryan's or Brian Danielson's entrance at all out with yeah. that I thought it was a female who sang that song, to be completely honest yeah, with not, you. Not, 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 not wish.com MGK. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty, pretty bad. No Both good, very bad. Did not care for it. Uh, I mean, it's like the what was the one the the DX band? Yes, doing that one live performance that was just absolutely it, atrocious. WrestleMania fourteen. Yeah, this was that in in rap form. Yeah, uh, very very bad. Not not a fan of it. But the match was awesome. Uh, it was. They beat the shit out of each other. Uh, Daniel Garcia gets the big win, and more importantly, who comes out to put the belt around the waist of Daniel Garcia? But Brian Danielson. So it was a nice little yeah. moment as a confetti flew. Jericho not happy looking on in anger as Garcia and Danielson shook hands. Just a damn fine two hours of pro wrestling. I loved it. Another note about that mm. on commentaries they were wrapping up. They said that Yuda and Garcia were the cornerstones of the future. Hmm. So I guess we now have the pillars. Yeah, we got and pillar cornerstones. Update. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, you're building, uh, you know, 
Who's the foundation? Oh wait, he's he's gone. He's okay, gone. never he's mind. Gone. He asked for his release. How how pissed off do you think he was, uh, knowing that the pure <laughs> title was being headlined on an episode of Dynamite? Now I think he's still looking at his PWI rankings. I'm, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what's next. If anyway, you look at it long enough, your re- rating will increase. Recorded right after was. Show that I've been waiting on. Uh, Rampage. Uh, kicked off with Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Sammy had Tay out there with him. Darby did not have Sting out there with him. It was a pretty damn fine match. Unfortunately, Jim Ross joined commentary for this show. was not on Dynamite at all, which really improved the show. Uh, oh, yeah. I knew there was an, an, an uh, intangible that I, I forgot about of why Dynamite was so good. It was a lack of Jim Ross. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but Jericho was on commentary also. <laughs> no, I'm mm-hmm. uh, But Sammy and Darby, this was not their best match because it only went like 11 minutes, but it was very, very good. Uh, the finish was uh, uh, Anna J ran out to distract the referee as Darby went for a coffin drop. Tay Mello gets up on the apron, hits a low blow on Darby. And uh, slides uh, Darby's skateboard into the ring with the wheels mm-hmm. and trucks up. Mm-hmm. And Sammy power bombs Darby on top of ooh, said skateboard ooh. and then Ouch. hits the uh, GTH for the victory. So uh, we are getting Danielson Jericho next week and we are getting uh, Sammy Mox, which I think is a first time one on one match. So, uh, yeah, very much looking forward to John Moxley destroying Sammy Guevara. Yes, agreed. Um, we had a recap of uh, MJF's promo, uh, and uh, we uh, then had an in ring promo from Joey Samoe. Oh, okay. Said he was happy to be back in AEW with the Ring of Honor TV title, and he promised violence, which brings out Smart Mark Sterling. And uh, made it clear that uh, Sterling thinks that Josh Woods earned an ROH TV title shot. So uh, it's going to be Josh Woods versus Joey Samoe next week on Rampage. Okay, sure. Miro cut a promo on God. Yeah, no, as he's wont to do. As as he's wont to do. Uh, He said that he's angry that the devil snuck out the back door. Like that uh, 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 and he said that his gold is around the waist of lesser men, and he's not in the world championship tournament either. He ends screaming, "Belt the Redeemer now!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miro, you keep it up, buddy. Serena Deeb uh, murdered Madison Rain in less than four minutes. I mean, is it that much of an accomplishment to do that? No, no, but uh, no. the the reason why it happened. Uh, is uh, we're going to be getting Deeb and Britt Baker against Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I understand why Jamie Hayter doesn't want to talk to Britt Baker, but I would like to see more Jamie Hayter, please and thank you. <laughs> then our main event was very, very good. Claudio Castagnoli defending the Ring of Honor World Championship against Dax Harwood. Oh, yeah. Uh, went just about 20 minutes. Uh, and we didn't get to see all of it because of commercial breaks, but the bit I wanted to talk about in commentary, Caprice Coleman won the night. Okay. As he cuts off Chris Jericho at a point and says, do you realize the rest of the class is using their inside voices? <laughs> to which Excalibur goes, thank you for saying that. I've been trying to figure out a way to put it for months. 
king shit caprice well done yeah so if we didn't love caprice enough uh you know there's more um claudio ends up winning it was a great match to where jim ross said it's the best match he's seen all week which considering the pay-per-view and everything says a lot jim Um, but uh i i I do want to say that uh because of that line that it's very clear that caprice coleman is now that said chris before we go i wanted to share something with you that i would Uh have shared earlier in happier times did you know, Chris, that there are websites where you can use AI to say things for you? Um, yeah. Yeah, I was aware of such things. Did, did you know that they've programmed it to make it sound like real people? And I did not know that. In some instances, you can even use pro wrestlers' <laughs> voices. So before oh, we go, geez. I would oh, like boy. to put it out there to our listeners for what may become the new drop for Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week. I'm going to play each one of these. And we're going to see, Chris, if you can guess who these people are. Now, this oh, one, boy. Okay. I'm going to start with a little bit of an obscure one. This one might be more near and dear to me than to you. So we're just going to start with this. Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week. Do you know that voice? Uh, no. That would be ECW commentator Joey Styles. I'm going to play that again for you. Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week. Uh, okay. okay. It's kind of, kind of. And look, they're they're not perfect. You couldn't have thrown in an "Oh my God" to really help me out with that. You know what? Fair, fair. <laughs> I don't think we're going to use that one anyway. Let, let's go for some others here. Uh, this one is one that longtime listeners of the Rough House probably can recognize. Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week. Is that supposed to be Mick Foley? Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week. No. That is The Rock. That is Dwayne Johnson. What? Let's play it again. Not in full promo mode. Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week. Okay, I hear it now. Okay. All right. I'm going to throw out this next one. Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week. <laughs> oh, that's Taz. That is Taz. <laughs> Rough House Taz. Podcast Wrestler of the Week. Okay. That's pretty good. That one's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's this one. Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week. <laughs> That's pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> that that one I, I was very amused by. Uh, we uh, here's another one that might make you cringe. Breathless podcast wrestler of the week. <laughs> Is that also Vince? Nope. Breathless podcast wrestler of the week. I maybe should have added brother to it. That's Hogan. That That's doesn't Hogan. sound like Hogan. Breathless podcast wrestler of the week. Okay. Uh, that's too, so why is it so aggressive? <laughs> it's full promo voice. Uh, okay. All right. Here's another one. Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week. Uh, that's Stone Cold, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Steve Austin. And oh, now the one yeah. that I, I think if any of them might win. Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week. Oh, the Fink, baby. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, honestly, you doing the Fink voice in that would sound better, to be fair. <laughs> Because you, my friend, have a better think than AI. Oh, that 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 that's very nice to hear. But yeah, uh, you, I I was amazed by this. It, it's a whole site. I could make rappers say it. I I could make. Can you get? Uh, can you make West Side Gun sound good? <laughs> Whatever the fuck his name was. I can't do miracles, Chris. We're not there yet with AI. <laughs> Come. 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. Oh, hi. Didn't notice you there. My name's Farmer Brown. These days, everyone's concerned as to what's going into their diet. People like farm fresh goods and produce. But have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, I wonder what's going up my ass? That's why I introduced to you Farmer Brown's line of locally sourced sex toys in my new shop, From Farm to Butthole. At Farm to Butthole, you're not going to find chemically laden lubes and things that can cause a UTI. Oh, no, sir. Farmer Brown uses all natural soy milk, cow's cheese, and goat tears to properly grease up that hole of yours. From farm to butthole, each one of our dildos is hand-whittled from fresh northern Colorado mahogany, so you can sleep soundly knowing that you had a nice natural rogering of your A-hole, V-hole, or your M-hole. Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Lord knows what those anal beads are made out of that you're stuffing up your grocery pipe. Well, have you ever tried some farm-fresh cranberries strung with a nice sarsaparilla root? Well, you're going to find that at Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Locally sourced, organic, and good for you. And your butthole. At my shop, you don't have to worry about latex or all kinds of silicone condoms. Nope. What we like to do is take an acorn tip and put it on the head of your shit. That's right. It's an acorn condom. Fits right on the head perfectly. Hurts like a motherfucker. Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Take a handful of nature. Stuff it up your ass. 